Hello, everybody. Welcome to 40s the New F Word, and this is your host, Lolita. So today we're going to be talking about getting fucked over at 40. And I don't want you all to think that this is a really negative episode. It's not. I don't believe that in the woe is me bullshit, everybody's out to get me. I don't. That's not how I roll. I know there's people that roll like that. That's not what this is about. Now, there is obviously many forms of getting fucked over. Obviously, you can have best friends stab you in the back, your employer, you can have the government fuck you over. I mean, we could go in on and on. But this is really about relationships and men and women fucking each other over and being afraid of that. So I found myself single at 40 after dating a man and being married and having two children with him from 16 to 40. I mean, That's 24 years with the same person. And even though we left each other, it was a mutual thing. I initiated, he agreed with it. It was rough. It was super rough. And that first year, we struggled so much. And then we kind of built up our second year. And the last three years, we have a really beautiful relationship of friendship. And a lot of people don't understand it. We did not have this horrific fighting. We didn't have to get lawyers or anything like that. But we still went into the dating world because we're going on five years now of separation and not being together and being single. And I can tell you that dating, there is this such a fear for me of getting fucked over. It is true, like fear. And I don't know if it's because I loved only one man so hard for so long. And then when that didn't work, it destroyed a little piece of my heart. We hurt each other, bottom line. And I think that when you're 40s, in your 40s, you know so much more of what's going to happen. And we're more skeptical and we're more negative. I mean, come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. You know, in your 20s, you're resilient, you're invincible, you think you just fucking got it. You're like, yeah, man, you go into love hard, you don't think of the consequences, you don't care what anybody fucking thinks. That's the beauty of being young. Seriously. That's why the military recruits 18 and 20 year olds and not 40 and 45 year olds. Because if you tell an 18 or 20 year old to go over a really tall mountain and go down it and fight whatever it is on the other side, and we're going to give you a little bit of money. You're just going to do it because we told you to do it. And we're going to give you a lot of guns to do it, but don't ask any fucking questions. And an 18 or 20 year old is going to be like, fuck yeah, I got this. And they're going to go over the mountain and they're going to attack whatever's on the other side because they don't even think about the consequences, right? And then 40, 45 year olds are going to be like, um, how much are you paying me? What are the risks involved? Who the fuck are you? And why would I do that? I mean, like, that's how it is to me going into dating. I dated young, fell in love hard, married my high school sweetheart. Dating the last five years, I dabbled in it very little bit until last year, which was 2019, I decided to have a year of yes and to really open my mind and my heart and my body (laughs) to dating. And 
It was so interesting to me. I definitely had a much better attitude. I had tried a little bit. I dabbled a little bit in it before, but my attitude was not there and my heart wasn't there and I just couldn't get there. But 2019, I had a completely different outlook and I thought it was kind of a beautiful experience. I dated a few different men, but I still had this wall put up of, you know what? I'm just going to have a good time. I'm just going to go in there and let's see how it goes. Let's just have, let's just have a fling. I just want to have a goddamn fling. I want to have great sex, go out and drink wine together, maybe go to some concerts, enjoy each other's company, and then you leave. Because the idea of falling in love and giving yourself wholly to somebody for them to then fuck you over or whatever is terrifying. You think by the time you're in your 40s and mid 40s, you've been through a lot, you've seen a lot, and you've heard a lot. And so you know that shit can happen. But you also know that you're resilient to it, that you're going to bounce back. Shit, ending a 24-year relationship at 40 years old was really fucking hard. I had two children that were young adults, 18 and 22. We had built a beautiful life together and I'd put all my eggs in his basket. And I'm like, I was knocked down. I was knocked down. And I kind of felt like I got fucked over in in a sense, even though it was my decision and his, it felt wrong. You know, I felt like, fuck. Now, fast forward, I'm 2019. I'm dabbling in the dating. I like that word, dabbling in the dating. I felt like always in the back of my head, I'm worried. I'm worried I'm going to be that girl who falls in love with somebody and then I end up finding out they are cheating or whatever. I don't even know what I'm so afraid of because I'm a strong fucking girl and I can handle it. But for some reason, I have this wall built up. And I have to tell you, I I had a man in 2019, that it was supposed to just be a fling. He came into my world and he fought for me a little bit, definitely, but he's a loud, intense dude. And he fought for that kind of, no, I'm not, I don't want to leave. Let's have a good time. What the fuck? But there's so many red flags and there's so many things that I knew were not super right about it, but we had this heat and this chemistry, but it was not right. And I knew in the long run, he was going to fuck me over. And he would probably say, well, you'd probably fuck me over because you didn't want anything either. And that's probably true. But I just want to know if anybody out there has been in a very long-term relationship and then they dive into dating, do you ever think about all the things you've heard about, all the things that you've seen? Because you see it and you hear it differently in your 40s and all the years that we've heard it, do you go into it? open-minded or do you go into it with a little bit of eh, skeptical bullshit because I feel like I used to just be such a sucker for the love ask my children I was like oh young love even when my kids were in young and they still are but younger in high school and they get boyfriends I was like you know what I just and people would say oh that's stupid young love I don't believe that it was stupid young love I married somebody in high school like I was married to my high school sweetheart and I loved that man through my heart and soul as he loved me. And my parents were that way that are that are still married to 50 years. And I have friends that are that way. So when people say, oh, that's young love, stupid love, I don't believe that. I believe that that is the love that is the most true 
and the most raw, because as we get older, we are more skeptical and we're so worried about getting fucked over. I just hope that I can go into this 2020 because last year was all about being open and free and fun and kind of finding out what I wanted and what I was looking for in a partner. And this year is all about healing and more, I think I'm ready. And 2019, I had a lot of rules and my rules were to protect me so I didn't get fucked over. The problem is, is somebody gets feelings. The longer you're with them, and you might both get feelings. The person that I was with, he got feelings first, but I really did become, you can't date somebody off and on for almost six months and not get feelings. Something I think would be wrong with you, like the way that that we saw each other. Now, if you're just flinging F buddy, occasionally having sex, you know, that's a completely, for me, a different story. But this was somebody that you're seeing like a relationship, even though you're not calling it that, because God forbid you call it that, because I act like a man sometimes. I know that I do. I I think I just really want to protect myself. And I struggle with that. I struggle with being the girl that gets fucking hurt, the weak girl. I do. It is my thing. I know it's my thing. I got feelings. The first time, like, I truly, I felt, I had this little thing with this guy for eight weeks. And honestly, on paper, he was perfect for me. And I truly enjoyed him. But I was in this mindset of, I don't want feelings. I want to have a good time. And when I felt like I could have got that way, I backed away and he let me go. Because he's such a, he's a mature man. He's a grown man. And he saw that. Now, we still communicate. We still have sexual tension when we're together. And I hope that I get to date him again, because I think that I fucked that one up a little bit. But then I dated somebody else and the same thing. I wanted to go in. Okay, this is perfect. He's just going to be a perfect little fling for me. Because honestly, on paper, he was nowhere near what I would pick. And I thought, but he is fun and he makes me laugh. And because of his strong personality, he kind of sucked me into this little world of his. And I was with him for a while. And I definitely felt like there was feelings. I truly had feelings. And the first person broke down my wall a little bit, right? The first person that I had, we'll call him Mr. O. And he broke down the walls a little bit for me. And then when D-Star came in, my walls were broken down and I ended up getting feelings for him. And even though it was toxic and all of that, the feelings were there. I felt like, oh my God, I kind of love him a little bit. Like there's love in there and it's not just lust and holy shit. And that makes me back away even more because there, again, I understand my brain literally tells me, what the fuck are you doing? You see the red flags, you see the toxic, you know your worth because ladies, I do. My heart it's like, yeah, but there's a soft spot for him. He needs you. The caregiver in me. And then, of course, my vagina is like, yeah, you need to be with him. Woo-hoo. And I'm like, oh, my Lanta. I think your head, honestly, is where it's at. Because Mr. O probably had, he, he definitely had the vagina first. And then he had my head because the head was like, what the fuck? You need to be seeing this person, but I wouldn't let the heart happen. And if I would have, it would all lined up. And that's why I think he is, he's a great guy. Now, whether it works or not, I know you, sometimes you look back and go, what the fuck was I thinking? 
And I think the problem is, is I was afraid that would have been that true relationship. And then that one would have hurt worse for me. But I still feel like if I dived into any of them, my risk of picking the wrong person or me getting hurt is there. And it sucks. It sucks to be in your own head. And I know a lot of you ladies know what I'm talking about. And I know that I am different. I have been told that from a lot of the men that I've been on dates with and the ones that I've had relationship with. They're like, you're just different than a lot of girls. I don't necessarily know what that means. But I think I just don't dive in. You know, a lot of people were getting split up or splitting up with their men when I was splitting up with mine five years ago. And they're already like married and in relationships and living together. And here I am. And here my ex is five years later, not. And you would think that we had the worst motherfucking relationship. And we didn't. Like, we did not have it was not great. We had trials and tribulations. We built a lot of wonderful things. And I mean, this man is so good that he he still cares for me when I just went through a huge surgery. He was one of my caretakers and he was so gentle and kind. And like, honestly, maybe I'm just afraid that I'm just going to fuck it all up. I'm going to get fucked over. I'm going to fuck somebody over. I don't know. It's just amazing how you reach a certain age and your brain just goes whoop. And I think that the media and Facebook and all of the Snapchats don't help. I mean, because I think it's super easy to cheat, even if you don't think cheating, you know, I know some people think cheating is truly just fucking somebody. And that is the ultimate form of cheating. But the other part of cheating is the emotional part too. The texting and the sexting And giving that attention, that intimate attention to somebody else rather than your partner, to me, is a form of cheating. Now, I know everybody doesn't agree with me, but I tell you for me, unless I am just flinging with you, then you do you, boo. But if I am your woman and you are my man and we've decided to be monogamous and intimate together, I would have issues with that. Now, if we went in having a conversation like, hey, you know what? This is how it is, which I'm okay with that to a point, then it is what it is. But man, if you really tell me you're the woman for me, my number one, then I would expect that out of you. I know we are all human. We all fuck up. We all make mistakes in relationships. And if you have been married more than 20 years, good for you. And you understand this more than anybody else, but it's nothing. You reach that 20 year mark, 25, 30, 40, 45, 50. God, you're just excelling because it is hard. Being with somebody that long is hard because you have to give yourself, you have to compromise. And I had never been by myself, 16 to 40 people, 16 to 40. And then boom, 40 years old. Oh, what the hell? So going in to relationships, I'm afraid, but I can tell you that 2020, I do not feel as afraid. I am going to work on finding that person that I am going to put all my eggs, emotional eggs in, not every, all the eggs, but I am. I think that to be vulnerable is a beautiful thing, even though I completely suck at it. When I finally find that person that I can be truly vulnerable with, that is my going to be my person. And I'm okay being alone. Five years, y'all. I love men, though. I love them, meaning I like their presence. I like to hang out with them. 
I just really like the presence of a man, but I can live with that one. Oh my God, split up with my ex. And I had a fling for three years with a man who was a very good friend of mine, the perfect F buddy. We had known each other for many, many, many years since high school. And when he was in a relationship, we didn't sleep together because I was like, that's not okay. And when he'd break up, we would have a fun little time together, but we were great friends. And I'd go eight months without any sex, without anything. And it was okay with me because I don't have to have a man. I enjoy a man. There is a huge difference, but I never let anybody fully into my world, into my heart. And I really think that that is something I need to start doing and looking for, but it will happen when it happens. And I am a strong ass girl and I'm enjoying this journey and learning. And I encourage you, if you are dating or you're thinking about dating after a divorce or a death or whatever, I really feel like you need to get out there and date a few people. Dating does not mean sleeping with people, but dating, just go out there and go to coffee or go have wine and talk and feel it out and maybe make out a little bit, but get the sparks going, get the emotional going again, the little sexting, the little texting, wake up those senses. That's the first step. Don't worry. Try not to worry about getting fucked over. Don't send vagina pictures or anything like that unless you know this person is trustworthy. Because you think it's just teenagers, but you know what? It's not. It's not. It's not at all. Because you get that excitement and the world's different. And try to not worry about getting fucked over so much. Because I will tell you, it's there in my head. But that's kind of what this is about. So thank you for listening. I really hope that we all can go into 2020 trusting more people. I hope people make better decisions towards each other and be open. And thank you all. Have a wonderful day, week, and go have a great time. All right. Peace out. Lolita out. Bye-bye.